Why don't we begin? This is Fresh Hop Cinema. Welcome to Fresh Hop Cinema, a podcast about craft beer and film where we cover two craft beers and one film each and every week. This week we're talking about Dr. Sleep, but don't worry, we're not going to spoil it till the very end of the show in the section that we call The Danger Zone. My name is Max Minardi. And I am Johnny Summers. Hello again. Johnny Summers, where can people find us if they want to? Not per, not in person, I don't want that. Yeah. But if they want to follow us online, where can they do so? Social medias at Fresh Hop Cinema is where you can find us on the Twitter and Instagram, untapped and letterboxed. Yes, indeed. If you want to support our show with money, you can do that at patreon.com slash freshhopcinema. You can also check out our super, super cool website, freshhopcinema.com. And if you want to send us a good old-fashioned email, you can send it to fhccast, like we're all in a fun movie, at gmail.com. And we'll have a Facebook again someday? Maybe? I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? We can. I don't know. If we want to, we'll make one. I'm not on there, so it doesn't matter right. to me. And I'm, I'm, like, ever since my Facebook got deleted, I'm on it less and less. And I forget that we don't have that page anymore, it's which fun. is kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, but... So that's my own issues on Facebook. Yeah, that makes sense. No, I don't miss it. I've been off Facebook yeah. for over two years now. Has it been that long? Yeah. October wow. was my two-year anniversary of wow. unplugging. That's great, man. Yeah, getting off that Zuckerberg teat. Fair. Kind of, because Instagram. Yeah. I think well. they, they own Instagram. Is that how it works? Yeah. Yeah. So kind getting of. off one of the teats. Yeah, you know, 50% of the teats better than that 100% of the teats. Rotten teat. old bathtub teat. Mm. Of yeah. <laughs> Mark, Zuck- Mark Mike. Mark Zuckerberg. Mike? Mike Zuckerberg. That's his brother. I was just looking at the uh, the director for Dr. Sleep was Mike Flanagan. Less so successful. Mike Zuckerberg. Mike, today. Mike Zuckerberg started, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, what would be like Facebook Lace uh, or uh, MySpace. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Nobody knows Tom's last name. Zuckerberg. Yeah, Tom, there's all the Zuckerberg brothers. <laughs> uh, anyways, let's start drinking a beer. Yeah, let's do it. Way to go. I will pour it. You tell them what it is. Thanks. So it's called it's called Marion Berry and Lavender Sour. It's from Deschutes out of Bend. They've got breweries uh, in Bend, in Portland. Any other tap rooms that you know about? No, I think that's it. Um, popular feature on the show. We do their beers pretty regularly. I think uh, I can't remember the last time we done them, but they, they're always really solid. If you you're thinking Deschutes, where have I heard Deschutes? You've probably had Fresh Squeezed IPA. That's sort of their the one that kind of put them on the map in terms of larger distribution. Um, and then ever since they've been doing really good stuff, Johnny talks about them because they make it down here with their big seasonal 12 packs and it's a great buy, like a buck or two more than the local market stuff. So yeah, I love their stuff. I yeah. was just drinking, what was it? Not Obsidian Stout, Black Butte Porter. Great Porter. Yeah. It's a great one. It's a great Porter and it pairs really well with Bullet Bourbon. I bet. You know, like shot in a beer because the Bullet sure. gives you that like vanilla caramely note. Oh yeah. Chase it with the, it. the Black Butte Porter. It's super tasty. I want. Do you know if they've ever done a, a barrel aged uh, Black Butte, barrel aged Black Butte. I think they did, or like an adjunct. Did one. we do? We did a barrel aged. It was either Obsidian or Black Butte because it was the it was Oblivion yeah, Squared or Black Butte Squared. Right. It was I the think Black, it was Black Butte, Butte cubed. Cubed was yeah. It was a three. Was that the porter? That was just their porter. Aged, Black Butte, right? That's yeah. cool. So to answer your question, yes, yes, and that might be the last one we did by them. So probably I think Case it was. Closed. Yeah, I remember we'd done something barrel aged, and they do what's the the famous one is Abyss. Oh, sure. They do that. And yeah. That's all different barrels and stuff. So. Yeah. Those are expensive, too. They can be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just saw one on Tavor for $50. 50 Yeah. That's a lot. 2013 Abyss. Oh, sure. It's like, I don't have know. You, have you had an Abyss from them? Oh, yeah. I've had a bunch of them. I think I have two. But I've never had a bottle that I've aged or anything. I've always just had it on draft somewhere. It's fine. Yeah. It doesn't strike no. me as like overwhelming in the barrel-aged stout game. Yeah. Honestly, I like 
just regular obsidian yeah. just fine. Yeah, same. Well, what what I'm going to get at here is that I don't think I've ever had many stouts from them. Or, sorry, not stouts, sours. I don't think they've ever made one. I don't. Yeah, I, can't, I was trying to think of one while you were speaking just then. This is, I mean, this is a just looking at it like a very traditional, uh, what looks to be a berry type sour. It's really pretty. Um, it, what I didn't say is that it's four point three percent, so very light, very drinkable, um, and it features uh, two hops. And I'm wondering to see how they're going to play out in this drink. But uh, one is one that I've never heard of, and it's Hallertu Middlefru. Okay, Hallertau or Hallertu, I never decide on that one. Uh, Millerfru and Azaka. I'm guessing the Azaka doesn't really take front and center here. No, uh, none of the hops really do. Yeah. We've done Holler 2 Blanc. I mm-hmm. remember seeing that in a beer. I couldn't tell you which one, but I, I do know those words have come out of our mouths. Yeah, fair. Um, before we get into our own reactions, I want to read you the brewer's notes. Uh, and this is from Deschutes' website. They call this a luscious infusion of intricate flavors. This American sour ale drifts through tart patches of Oregon Marionberry and aromatic fields of lavender to a light lemony finish. We're confident the sour will not pucker you up, but leave you refreshed. And all of that checks out with me. Yeah. It's very mellow. It's super mellow. It's mm-hmm. not too tart at all. Mm-mm. The really uh, thing I have the issue with is like the finish. It mm-hmm. kind of finishes soapy. Oh, really? And like a little artificial tasting. Oh, I don't get the soapiness necessarily. Hmm. Um, I was going to say it finishes uh, a little bit more watery than I would like. Like it's almost too clean. Um, and it kind of comes, it sort of leaves you hanging like a, like watered down juice or something like it. Yeah. I could see that. Like the tail end of like a, like a glass of grape juice where the ice is melted. Yeah, I was picturing like a raspberry lemonade kind yeah. of thing. Um, it's really solid, though. I'm not offended by this. It's not. I don't think it's got a strong enough personality to be considered offendable. No. I mean, the obvious star of this beer is the, the Marionberry and the lavender. Sure. Yeah. And the lavender comes through big time. It I, does. I love lavender. You get lavender or Marionberry first, if you had to say. Lavender, just because uh-huh. I was looking for it. Yeah. And I... You wouldn't know this by looking at me, mm-hmm. but I am a massive fan of lavender. Lavender boy, huh? Love lavender. It's, it's like one of my favorite smells. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love uh, lavender iced tea. There's a couple local shops and like bakeries that do their own. Oh, sure. Lavender iced tea around Chico and like with fresh lavender and it's a right, right. brilliant purple color. It's just, it's amazing. Yeah. And Marion berries are cool too. If you spend any time in Oregon, mm. you know that those There's people, everywhere. they're obsessed with yeah. Marion berries. Like you can't go 10 feet in mm-hmm. any store without seeing like Marion berry syrup or, or pie. Like pie That's or like yeah. Mary. I've seen Marion berry coffee. Like, oh, weird. Yeah. They put it in everything. Yeah. Interesting. Well, let's talk price point. I know that's, that's something that I care about a lot. And, uh, I want to know price and where you got it. Uh, Spikes bottle Love shop, it. and it was in the three ninety nine range for the twelve ounce That's, can. That sounds just right. Yeah, exactly. we're in Chico, by the way. This podcast, if you didn't know, so when we say Spikes, it's here. We're in Northern California. I think it's worth pointing out because sometimes mm-hmm. people listen from not here. Yep. Uh, but I'm imagining again, we're saying Deschutes has a pretty wide net that they cast mm-hmm. distribution wise. Although I think this seems like a smaller run one, just having never heard of it. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know it, it came out in six packs, so it's, oh, it's okay. making the rounds. I just don't know if it's like uh, super limited or not. I mm-hmm. know they usually do pretty big runs of stuff, but uh, it's just gorgeous to look at. Yeah. It's really pretty, this nice like pale, not pale, more like a dark, like musty red purple. Yeah, coming off like a little bit of pink if you hold it up to the light. It looks like, it almost looks like a guava juice, mm. uh, if that were clear and not so, uh, I don't know if pulpy is the right word for guava juice, but um, yeah, this is like a clear... Clear guava juice, I think, is the yeah. color. It's super fruity. Mm-hmm. You get a ton of the berry, and the lavender is super present. It makes it just like a blast of floral. Yeah, it's happy. super. Yeah, yeah. It's very floral. Very light. Yeah. It's kind of exactly as advertised. Yeah, I actually, I enjoy this a lot. Um, but, I, I, you know, I 
It, it's yeah, it's do, it's doing what it's trying to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good I'm, on them. I'm not the biggest fan of it. Yeah, I'm not either. Uh, it's good, but it's not great. It's. Mm-hmm. I wish it was a. I don't know. I wanted to say like a little bit more tangy, or just have a little bit a little more, more of personality. An, yeah, like just, just like make a statement here. Be something. Yeah, it's like being fifty percent of a lot of things. Yeah, but I, again, it's like that's what it's going for. Yeah, but yeah, just personally, it's not. It's nothing that wows you too too much. No, it's super unassuming. You could bring this to somebody's house that like really likes wine and they'd love it. You know what right. I mean? But it's okay. If you're in the market for something like this, that's not too tart. That's going to like blow your teeth off. Mm-hmm. Um, and you wanted a six pack that's reasonable. I'd pick it up. Yeah. I think, I mean, Deschutes has this really, does a really good job of um, making approachable beers. I think, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it says a lot, a lot of the places you'll go to, you will see fresh squeeze IPA. Mm-hmm. It's a really, unoffensive sort of starting beer. And I think that they're following that same trend. It's a really with good, this one. Yeah. It's, it's really good. Good baseline. Um, you're not going to offend too many people with this with a lot of to shoot stuff. You can take it to basically anybody. It's like, I'm, I want to start drinking craft beer. Yeah. Nine out of 10 of their beers. Like try this, but it's also high enough quality that like it scratches that craft beer drinkers yep. itch totally. for a delicious beer. That's why I love their 12 pack so much. The varieties it's like, you're going to mm. get the fresh squeeze. You're going to do their Wonderland lager, which is an amazing light crisp beer. And then the Porter and the stout, like they're all just super fundamentally sound. Yep. Um, nothing to shake a stick at for sure. That Pilsner that we did, Dashutes, mm-hmm. solid one. I love that beer. It's a great beer. And, and it's a year round now. And if that nice. beer is within like a month or two old, hey, you mm-hmm. can't beat it. Yeah. For like right. that $9.99 price point. It is weird that this beer is just now coming out. Yeah, sort of coming into winter. I think that's sort of a strange move. I don't know, like lavender berries. It, it I mean, it's it drinks str- like a summer beer to me. I could see that. This would be a really good spring release. Yeah, I could see this yep. like in the creek, uh, maybe doing some fishing or some floating or something. Yeah, but whatever your thing is. I mean, I wonder if they launched this as a year round. Did we know if this is a seasonal at all, or if I didn't, it didn't say on their website, or at least I didn't notice it. I can okay. find out though. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal. If it is a year round, they just picked a wonky time to to brew it. But this is something yeah, sure. I might gravitate towards. Uh, it reminds me in a little bit less, more tart, less, the beer I'm thinking of is less tart, that jam band from Boulevard. Oh, totally. I love that beer, but this is right around that. So do we know if this is? No, I'm not seeing it here. Right. Um, and I, I feel like sometimes they do have that on their website. They yeah. have uh, Oh, go to a year round. Yeah, so they have the, all their beers listed. Um, we'll see if it's in the year round. And if not, we'll assume it is seasonal. And I don't I do see, not it. see it. Nope. So we'll say it's seasonal. So um, interesting season to choose. Yeah. But I'm happy that, uh, yeah, it is seasonal. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy that that uh, Dashutes yeah. Pilsner is made around. They made it in the rotation. So yeah, uh, like a early fall slash like late fall, early winter. Yeah. I guess that's where we are now, right? Because yeah. yeah. winter starts December 21st. That's could be. It is. Okay. So it's my parents' wedding anniversary. Oh, nice. It's easy to remember. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Interesting choice. But I mean, like I said, I'm not the biggest fan but that's just more personal preference. It's mm-hmm. not a bad beer. Mm-hmm. For me, this beer is like a solid like 6.2. 6.2 for you. It's a 6 for me. Really? Yep. We have been doing this too long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's getting silly at this point. <laughs> it's good that you keep the decimals in there because otherwise we probably would just give it the same thing every time. Yeah. And people uh, would be like, are they? Right. Are they even trying? Like, come on. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's Marion Berry and Lavender Sour from Deschutes. Get your hands on it for like four bucks places. Yeah, it's uh, around. And let us know what you think. We listed places you could write us in. We love hearing about when you do the stuff that we do. This would be a fun one to take to Thanksgiving. Sure. Goes great with the cranberry stuff. Sure, sure. Yeah, just bring it to your family that doesn't like craft beer. Yep, exactly. Pour it in Aunt Linda's wine glass. Yeah, she'll never know. She will know. She'll know. She'll know. She drinks wine a lot. <laughs> uh, okay, flick picks. We're moving on. 
I watched a movie this year from a book that I lent you. That's where I first heard about it. Um, called the uh, well, the movie's called Run Lola Run. Run Lola Run. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came out in 1998. Didn't hit the states until summer of 99. It's a great um, movie. You've seen it? Oh yeah. Okay, great. Um, it was directed by Tom Tykwer. He's uh, most known in the states for directing Cloud Atlas. I never saw it. I think Tom Hanks is in it, uh, and it made a lot of money. But Run Lola Run did not. <laughs> um, it made 120 thousand ish opening weekend here. Um, only ended up making 7.2 billion uh, billion million, excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> um, and it was only made and this number seems crazy. Um, but the number I found for their production budget was, uh, 3.5 million, uh, Dutch marks, which translates to about four grand us. <laughs> and I can't imagine that's true, but I mean, it wasn't a very high budget flick. It wasn't. Um, but it's it's an interesting movie. If you haven't seen it, the general premise is that um, the main character, played by Franca Patente, she was later cast in the board identity. She's the she's his, I don't know, friend in identity, born identity. The, yeah, whatever, something like that. I can't think of her character's name, but I can't either. She's in this. She receives a phone call at home from her boyfriend, who has uh, just lost, uh, I think it's a hundred million dollars or something. And if she doesn't get him, if she if she doesn't show up with that money in twenty minutes. Uh, he's going to be killed, basically. And the movie plays out. Maybe I won't. That's ah, fine. It's old enough. Um, she basically takes three runs of this. It's very much like the approach of a video game where you have uh, three lives, essentially. If you don't do it right, you lose the mission, basically. Um, but it's really fascinating in that every time it changes based on little decisions you make. And it ends up being this, it's just, as far as uh, society is concerned, as this movie is received, it's a really interesting commentary on kind of the way people viewed their lives at the time and kind of like what it means to exist. It came out right when the matrix did like a lot of philosophical, what it means to do stuff as a human being and like actions and consequences, stuff like yeah, that. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's a really iconic movie, like tons of the very specific techno music and some really interesting cinematography in it. Um, I remember the soundtrack being lit. Yeah. It's, it, it's an action movie um, with a lot of, stuff around it commentary wise and it's really great if you haven't seen it again run lola run yeah it's definitely worth a watch i remember it being just like a super long chase scene almost pretty much yeah i mean yeah she's constantly having to get over and through and under and around all these different obstacles to try to get to this point she's always just like a second too late or something mm-hmm. um and it's interesting to see it play out but i think the movie's less about um the uh well i don't even know if i'd say that i think it is about the action obviously and about the the choices and the people she runs into but it's mostly about sort of what it all means. Hmm. That's cool. cool. It's a nice little meta commentary. Yeah. I remember really liking it. I yeah, when did you it. see it? Oh shoot. Maybe uh high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, pretty iconic movie though. Yeah. I'd definitely. say check it out if you yep. have a chance. For sure. Uh let's see. Anything else you want to cover? As far as flick picks, no, I'm good. I haven't had time to watch any movies. Fair. So I'm I'm good, man. Well, and I think it might be break time. Yeah, because I did actually have time to see Doctor Sleep. So perfect. Yeah. We- we're going to branch into that when we get back. We're not going to spoil it, like we said earlier. Um, so if you haven't seen it, don't worry. If you have, you also don't worry. Just, There's no worry here. Either way, don't worry. But stick around no matter what. Guys, as the holidays draw closer, it's important to remind ourselves what's truly important this holiday season. Friends, family, and good craft beer. One of those will help you deal with the other two. And on that note, why don't you come on down to the Handlebar right here in Chico. They're a fantastic restaurant and craft beer bar. They're located at 2070 East 20th Street, and they have a fantastic constantly rotating lineup 
of craft beers. They also have a happy hour, seven days a week from 2 to 6 p.m. You get a dollar off all those draft beers. Again, that's the Handlebar right here in Chico, 2070 East 20th Street. Go check them out. There was a place. A dark place. They closed it down and let it rot. But the things that lived there. They come back. Not many ride the bus this far north. You're running away from something? I'm running away from myself, I guess. Hi. You can hear me. You're magic. Like me. I don't know about magic. I always called it The Shining. a trailer for Dr. Sleep. Yes, it was. This movie came out uh, November 8th, 2019. It was directed by Mike Flanagan, who has done such work as Oculus, Ouija. Do you say Ouija or Ouija? Ouija. Yeah, me too. Uh, and Gerald's Game, which I believe is another Stephen King adaptation, uh, which is to say that so is Dr. Sleep, if you didn't know. Um, I'll just read through this synopsis really quick. A traumatized alcoholic, Dan Torrance, that's Danny, uh, the boy from The Shining. If you haven't seen that, I don't know if you haven't seen that, I don't know why you've seen this. Uh, meets Abra, a kid who also has the ability to, quote, shine. He tries to protect her from the true not, a cult whose goal is to feed off people like them in order to remain close to a mortal. Stars Ewan McGregor as grown-up Dan Torrance. Rebecca Ferguson plays a character named Rose the Hat. Kylie Curran plays Abra. Cliff Curtis plays uh, Dan's friend Billy. And Zach McLaren plays <laughs> Crow Daddy, uh, Rebecca Ferguson's love interest for simplest terms yeah it's a two and a half hour movie uh which is long it's a long one mm-hmm. uh, i didn't know that going in today oh i thought it might be kind of long but i didn't think it was going to be long long yeah um it did make 14 million opening weekend and as of uh the 10th of november uh, or the 11th i can't remember what date this was um but it's made 40 million so it's doing all right for itself 
It costs $45 million to make. So I think it's going to make that up pretty oh, easily. Yeah, I think so. Um, Johnny, a couple things. Yo. What's your relationship with The Shining? How did that affect your viewing of this movie? And then your general thoughts on this movie as well. Um, well, my relationship with The Shining is one of utmost admiration and respect. It's a horror icon, uh, not only in novel form, but also in, in movie form. Uh, personally, the novel is much more of a classic than the film. The film was really good. Jack Nicholson was absolutely tremendously memorable and iconic in the role of, of Jack Torrance. Um, but it was not very accurate to the book, sure. i.e. I- they left a lot out, which is the case in any adaptation from a novel to a book yeah, or right. to a movie. Um, all that to say my expectations were high because, I mean, mm-hmm. Stephen King waited a really long time to write this book. Uh, so it's kind of a long-awaited return into the world of the Torrance family. So I had high expectations. I had a lot of hope for like a nuanced, mm. subtle, kind of um, twist-driven type of experience you know which is what the shining was so those were my expectations going in and how did those pan out for you not so good shoot okay what went wrong um well i really need to read the book i'm gonna be consuming this novel fairly soon because i think the story and these characters have potential and hopefully that potential is fully realized in the novelization but as far as the movie goes i think it was an enjoyable film that was highly highly flawed there was lots of issues that I had with the the plot, the actors, the script, the characters mm. in it. I mean, um, there were there were shining moments, <laughs> sure, um, but there were also just cringy, silly mm. moments that I'm like, this doesn't really feel like Stephen King would have made this movie this way. Which is weird because actually Stephen King signed off on this one. That is and weird. Like, like famously hates The Shining. Yeah, but really was like. This is this is this is my story basically is what he said. Well, I mean if it's close to the book then that's fine, but to me it seems like maybe the the film and this book perhaps are a bit less nuanced and a bit more straightforward of a story than yeah. The Shining. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean I liked it. I saw that it was flawed and I knew that there was things about it that were imperfect and I didn't like. Uh, but overall I liked the story, I liked the characters, I liked the little sandbox that they've created. With adult Danny and Abra, these new characters that were being introduced, yeah. uh, a lot of this movie felt really on the nose and almost cheesy mm-hmm. and dumbed down. Whereas, I mean, The Shining, both book and movie, were uh, not super cheesy. Like, yeah, I mean, you get like the time, like, it, and watching. I, did we just, just we we're just saying this last week? I think like watching old horror movies sometimes doesn't translate to yeah. modern day because like it's just not scary anymore, right? Uh, whether that's effects or sound design or whatever but like the shining did feel cheesy but i think for the right reasons yeah uh if that's what you're getting at. yeah absolutely and there was just a lot about this particular movie that was just a lot that felt like cheesy like this was being made almost for like a pg-13 crowd yeah i mean you mentioned the word silly a couple times i I felt the same way like there's there's some really intense moments of where you're like okay not definitely not pg-13 yeah but then there's other times where you have to say the word crow daddy Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I don't know. Some of the, the tonal stuff doesn't quite translate. Right? Exactly. That's a great way to say it. It's just the tone. It's like, because on one hand, there's there's one scene where somebody gets tortured. Uh, it was tough to watch. It was hard to watch for a lot of reasons. And hard to listen to. But then, Ugh. yeah, right. I know. Uh, we'll talk about that in, in the Danger Zone. But yeah. um, are we comfortable with discussing how um, 
these people eat? Oh, yeah. Okay. They, that's given away in the trailer. They basically vape vape little kids. Yep. They just sort of like suck their... Well, it's not just kids. You shouldn't have cut me off right then. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, it's true. You're right. It's, it's, it's people with the shine ability the shine power or the steam or the steam yeah as they call it so like they, they they torture people to make them steam yeah and then it's vape their steam yep i guess and then get all numb numbed up from it which is not a scary thing to watch like when they just like they're like granted like the through line for addiction and and drugs in this is pretty strong like yeah he's overcoming addiction but the, look they're addicted to steam but the actual act of this as it's portrayed in this movie yeah. is so cheesy it's and super lame stupid looking yeah yeah it took me out of taking them seriously right. so it's like it's like the 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 momentum from this torture scene is immediately lost when they're all like <gasps> well and i the, love it the eyes oh, all their eyes yeah. start glowing like yeah. bright when this happens and it's just i don't know yeah it was just so silly i actually didn't mind that effect i thought that was okay um yeah. there are some really good effects in here there are also some that just feel like there's this weird balance that Flanagan tries to do where it's like paying homage to the original Shining, but also kind of modernizing it. Yeah. I think he tried to use, especially when it comes to like some of the stuff from the Overlook, um, like when we we see the woman from the bathtub a lot in this movie, um, he tries to kind of make it look like it was back then, but that doesn't really quite work. Yeah. Because um, it seems like it's almost just like, I don't know, copy and paste it from the original with some slight tweaks. Yeah. And I feel like maybe this movie wasn't, strong enough to stand on its own without relying on the backbone of the, the stuff from the shiny. Totally. Like, I'm, yeah. Would this be the same without those callbacks? If they could have written, you know, a third act that was more original. Right. In my notes here, I wrote that this works. Okay. As a Dan Torrance being like the unlikely protagonist slash mentor, mm-hmm. uh, action movie. But when it turns into the shining show, it kind of falls apart for yeah. me. Um, but yeah, I, I went in expecting a horror movie and I didn't get one. No, I got, I think an action ish and a thriller with a lot of action slash maybe a superhero movie. And it was one of those movies where once you get the idea of where it's going, you know exactly what's going to happen at the end. Yeah. It, yeah. And there's only so much you can do with that. So I think he probably knew that. And he was like, all right, well, I'm just going to make, uh, I'm going to bring in a lot of hotel stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it was all building towards this inevitable yeah. confrontation. Yeah. So like how, how do you make it interesting getting from A to B? And yeah. I don't know the source material, so maybe it was true to form with the book, but for me, they could have done a lot more with it and tonally could have yeah. really kept it together. better. Sure. Let's talk about the first, how this movie opens. Mm-hmm. Uh, it opens back in 1980, which is where the shining left off. And we see um, Danny and his mom played by different people mm-hmm. that look a lot <laughs> Like the original actors. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard not to bring this up because in a time where you have people just CGIing uh, actors that have passed away and bringing them into movies, what was your reaction to having actual people that, that really looked like them, I think, versus having a probably pretty realistic recreation? I think that's the pre- I preferred having people that just look similar. I did too. I think that gives it some sort of genuine feeling. I mean, yeah. in the same way that I like reasonably good looking practical effects mm-hmm. over CGI yep. every time. Yep. A real person's always going to look better doing a real thing or something tactile. Yeah, so, I sure. liked that they just had people that looked similar. What did we just watch? Oh, you didn't see it. The Terminator. There's yeah. a scene where the, yeah, they recreated um, Sarah and John. Mm-hmm. But the, the, some is always off with the, re, the fully digital recreation of people. Yeah. It's in the face. Especially when you're like they're on screen with people that aren't. Yes. Like, oh, that's. Like, yeah. You're it's, the, yeah. It's not good enough to be seamless. No, not yet. I think we're it, getting there. But We are. But why? But don't. Yeah. You know? uh, okay, good. I wanted to ask you that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and I guess this I'm going to actually save for the Danger Zone stuff. But um, 
do to do. Yeah, I just think that, I mean, I'm trying to dance around this. And maybe I'll just leave it alone for now. I will say that I forgot to mention that Mike Flanagan also directed The Haunting of Hill House. Okay. Um, which you've seen? Uh, I've seen a few episodes on Netflix. Didn't really grab me. So it's a Netflix show that is about a, on for face value, it's a, it's about a haunted house and a family that lives in it. Mm-hmm. And it's dressed up as a horror movie, horror show. Mm-hmm. Um, but once I realized he, Mike Flanagan, had done that, this made a lot more sense to me. Because um, this isn't, like I said, it's not a horror movie. I think it's a... It's a thriller for sure with, with some scary elements, though I don't recall ever feeling scared necessarily. I, get, I got jumped a couple of times, got jump scared. Um, but it, it makes a lot more sense if you think about this movie from the perspective of being allegorical or metaphorical for addiction is, is a really strong theme here. It's, it's a solid way to go. Um, but it's not, it's n- not a horror movie. No, but also like that metaphor was not subtle. No. And also, and, yeah, like, yeah. a good chunk of Danny's scenes in the first act of this movie are, are in AA meetings. Yeah, sure. So, subtlety, out the window. Here's your chip. Yeah. Yeah, which is fine. Like, I, I don't know. At some point, it's like, yes, I get it. it. It did feel like this was way too long. It didn't have the material to justify it. Way too long. I've said a billion times, if you're going to be over two hours, you have to earn it. Yeah, and it's this balance between, I think, wanting to craft an original new story but having to sort of wrestle with the old stuff and wanting to provide fan service. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember where I heard somebody pointed it out that like, if, any, if you've seen ready player one, there's a whole thing about the shining in there. Mm-hmm. And that was so cool to see the overlook hotel again, but now I have to do it again with this movie. And it just doesn't have the same sort of yeah. uh, excitement that I think it would have. Exactly. And they re- they, they play it out. Like you're going to love this because mm-hmm. you haven't seen it since the A's was like, we sort of did kind of have you guys missed this one, I guess. Exactly. Plus, for me, the predictability of the plot really hampered my patience yeah. in a two and a half hour film where it's like everyone that's watching this knows where it's going. Like, let's <sighs> yeah. not. Why are we dragging this out so long? Yeah. Yeah. And nothing happened in the third act that, you know, really added to that. Like they could have no. they could have trimmed this down. I mean, there was some shot for shot stuff from The Shining they recreated, mm-hmm. which is cool. But that's it. It's yeah. only cool. Yeah. And I don't need maybe. I don't know. It felt like 45 minutes of it. Mm-hmm. And I think I was listening to, it was pop culture happy hour. Uh, after we recorded the Jojo rabbit episode, I went mm-hmm. back, I finally could go back and listen to PCHH about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to quote Glenn Weldon, he was saying that um, in movies and stuff, a lot of times people will put in a pop culture reference mm. and that in itself is not a joke. Oh, yeah, no, that's just being like, look, a thing. Yeah, and that's kind of what this movie did in the third act for me. Right. Which we can't go into, too, sure. I guess. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. We've spoiled that they, the Overlook yes, is involved. We spent a lot of time in the Overlook. Yeah, and it seems like that. Like, we're just mm-hmm. throwing out a reference, yeah. and it's only cool because it exists in this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's it does earn you some nostalgia points, but does it add to this film? Right, and that's the thing. Yeah, it's, 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 it's fan service at the expense of story. 100%. I think. That's one of the weakest points of this movie, I mm-hmm. believe. Yeah. And it was like, like I did really enjoy it for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I won't say anything more for now, but yep. yes. So general, general vibes on this movie, see it or don't see it. I guess start with, it would be a good rental. Yeah. It'd be like a good Saturday night, you know, put it on. And mm-hmm. if you need to like barbecue while you're doing this, you're fine. Sure. Um, yeah. Overall, not a fan uh, that for me, this movie's, Oh, I would say like a 3.8. That's pretty low. Yeah. It was not great. It really was not great. Yeah. So I, I liked watching it for the most part. 
but I'm with you. Like you don't really have to pay a ton of attention. I'm so sick of hearing that heartbeat. Also, oh dude, they really I, I, too uh, much. And I saw it in the XD theater. Mm. So there's speakers. Everyone's just like dum dum, and it was like it would. It, it had a. They probably spent a good ten minutes of this movie with that heartbeat going on in some respect. Mm-hmm. I get it. Tension. We yeah. got it. I don't, yeah. You know. It was forced. Yeah. Forced tension. Forced scariness. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shang Tsung was in this movie Who's that? with the soul sucking, the guy from Mortal Kombat. Oh yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. It's like I just think I think that so enjoyable movie enough, but given the context of the '80s movie, the '80 movie, the source material, um, this is maybe the best version of a movie that probably didn't have to be made, but it is. So here it is. Yeah, just if like I were a waiter, I'd just kind of well here it is. Throw it in front of you. Here you go. Yeah, he's good. Good enough. Are you hungry? Eat it again. Won't kill you. Yeah. I don't know. It's fine. I'm going to give it a six because okay. I liked watching it. Uh, and I'd probably watch it again. See, there were times when I was watching it where I was like, oh, my God. It's just so cheesy. And mm-hmm. just that took me out of it. Yeah. Like I felt the score getting lower and lower. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. And the whole squad of bad guys that was like the supernatural X-Men. It, yeah, like, it did yeah. feel very X-Men-y. <clears throat> Uh, just stop. We've seen this, this I know. movie. Dude. So yeah, there are a lot of like superhero vibes that we can talk about later on, but like, that's a huge one of them. Yeah. Um, and sort of his, his arc, uh, like realizing that he is the hero. He was born to be kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is whatever. Yeah. It's fine. So that's a 3.8 from me. A six from me. That's Dr. Sleep. When we come back from our break, we're going to crack open another beer. Uh, and talk about more stuff and talk about more stuff, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I know I didn't set that up very well, but I promise you, it will be a lot of fun. So, oh, also, if you see Doctor Sleep, let us know what you think. You sound like you're trying to convince yourself. I know of that. I did. I, well, I no, think if you really. Yourself, you can convince others. It's gonna be fun. I swear. Uh, let us know if you've seen Doctor Sleep. Tweet us, Instagram, whatever, all the stuff, and we'll uh, we'll be back in your ears in a second. Okay, here we are. We're back. We're back. We're alive. Uh, which is a shame because we're about to wake up dead. Oh, snap. Did you pick this out because of the tie-in to the movie? Yeah, oh Sleeping, yeah. you know? I also, not to, we don't have to jump back into the movie yet, obviously, but I love it and I want to make a new rule that whenever I'm in a movie where they say the name of the movie, mm-hmm. uh, something happens. Yeah. Like you pull out a bottle of whiskey and take a drink. Because there's one point where he's talking to a guy, he's just like, you're, you're like the sleep doctor. Doctor Sleep. <laughs> I was just like, yes. It was so unnecessary. Yeah. Okay, let's talk beer, though. Yeah, there should be, though. We should have emergency, yeah. like, little airplane bottles of bourbon. Yeah. Like, yep. That'd be great. That would be great. New rule. Done. New rule. You too, listeners. Yeah, new rule. If take, you're watching take little them, bottles of whiskey with you to the theater. Yep. Every time. Yeah. Or Remember. when you're watching movies at home for the first time. That's a great one. Oh, my God. Can you imagine watching Moana? <laughs> oh, sure. I think I think names are... Well, is Doctor Sleep a name? No, it's not. No. So I think I think names make it tricky. Yeah. But like um, they say Moana like a hundred times. Yeah. I think names are safe. You don't have to do it for names. But okay. like I'm just looking around like like blind spotting. Yeah. When she's reading him the definition, she's like, it's called it's called blind spot. Yep. That counts. Oh yeah. Suffixes, ing's, eds, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That it's all in the same ballpark. Yep. Because it only, it doesn't happen often. But no, but I de- think in the right type of movie, it happens at least twice. Yep. Maybe exactly twice. Mm-hmm. But then you have a movie like The Killing of a Sacred Deer. Like That's not coming up. In no. The movie. <laughs> remember that time we killed a sacred it deer? Was, you remember that killing we did? I can't remember. What was the animal? Oh, yeah. It was that sacred was deer. sacred deer, yeah. Dude, that's right. Yeah. Bro. Bro. That was so classic. <laughs> All right. Let's drink a beer. Can I get a splash of the, uh, yeah, the old dude. H2O, please? Go. I hope I can make it. Oh, I'm God. Still, there it is. Thank you. So we're going to drink a beer called Wake Up Dead. 
from Deschutes again. We're double, not from Deschutes. I'm sorry. From why did I leave that on there? It's from Left Hand Brewing. I'm looking at the bottle and I wrote Deschutes. Uh, no, it's from Left Hand Brewing. Uh, one of my favorite stouts ever comes from Left Hand. It's a, the Nitro Milk Stout. Yeah, uh, one of Johnny's least favorite beers ever. I would assume because yep. of your lactose intolerance. That's pretty much factual. This is an Imperial Stout. It's 10.2 percent. It's got malt flavors of raisins, licorice, coffee, and dark chocolate. And here's what they have to say. Good morning. You've woken up dead. You're in ruins. But don't be discouraged. Here's a black ale to brighten your day. Wake up dead lurks in our cellars for over four months. So is it five? It just it seems like a low amount of time to say over. Is it is it is it four and a half months? Just tell over me. four months. Yeah, just so say five. So it's they should say less than five months. Uh, hints of raisins, black licorice, coffee. I already read that. Followed by earthy herbal hop notes. Any apprehensions about the rest of your day are quickly forgotten. For whatever the mind expects, it finds. All right. Uh, you a fan of Left Hand? Uh, I've had a few of their things. They're pretty cool. I don't know that I've had anything besides uh, the Milk Stout. Yeah, I was uh, at the Craft Brewers Conference a couple years ago in Nashville and got to meet the owner, and he did a speech about um, like planning like beer events and, and brewery logistics and stuff. It was pretty fun, uh, and it made me want to get into their beer a little bit more, just uh, seeing the guy and meeting with him and stuff. And I've had, a I don't know, probably four or five things, none yeah. of which are like super sure. Bing, like Bing. memorable, uh, but I'm stoked on this one. The label's really cool. It is it really cool. Ties in well with the movie. Mm-hmm. Also, would have worked well for like Coco. It's got yeah. that sort of Thea. Uh, yeah, sort of. No, yeah, not really. I guess. <laughs> um, I don't know how old this beer is, but they say you can cellar it for up to five years. And I'm very sad they didn't say for up to more than four years. But here we are, nonetheless. Yeah, you had a drink. What do you think? That's a stout. All right. Like that's a, that's a stout or like that's a stout. That's a stout. Okay. Yeah. It is. Don't what, you say it. What you're gonna say? Fine. No. It is what it says. It is. Mm. It's. Love that today. It's a little bit sweeter than I expected, which I find enjoyable. There's a little bit more milk chocolatiness, which adds something to it. Otherwise, it would be a little bit too sharp and bitter. See, I'm getting mostly sharp and bitter. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I don't love it. You're getting, you're finding what you're looking for. It tastes a bit ashy to me. Yeah? Yep. It tastes a bit ashy. What kind of ash? Are we talking fireplace? Yes. Volcano? No, fireplace. Okay. And not wood, like cardboard. Oh, like you're burning garbage. Yeah, like garbage burning. Yeah. Okay. Ash. This beer tastes like garbage burning. It tastes like what happens after you've burned garbage. Oh, this tastes like the, the, the ash. Old burnt garbage. Yeah. Okay. I don't like it. No. I couldn't tell at all. Uh, there are some things that I do like, but they're, they're overwhelmingly masked by uh, this sort of uh, intense huh. bitterness. Are you you getting it now? I got it the first time. I just took a bigger sip. Yeah. Uh, it, so, well, let's talk about it a little bit more, I guess. Um, it's astringent. It yeah. comes across like ashy peroxide. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Because there there is that. I like, think you can tell it's not a weak beer. Mm-hmm. Um, though I don't know that it, it has the the viscosity to warrant maybe a 10.2 feeling. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a pretty thin, bitter imperial stout, which is like the opposite of what you're looking for. Yeah, the last imperial stout I had was uh, was double stack. Actually, I drank the one that you got me for my birthday. Nice. Um, I drank the one that you got me on my. I got. I was gonna say you got it for me at some point, and I drank it on my birthday. I was gonna say I got you a double stack for your birthday. Yeah, I'm a nice guy. Um, I don't think I gave you that beer. Um, you did. You brought it over. You brought it over one time. I can't remember why. Um, I was gonna save it. Okay. For an event, but I didn't. Your birthday is an event. Sure. Yeah. Um, anyways, double stack is the opposite of this. It's thick, it's round and sweet, and it's not what this is. It's like making sweet love with your mouth to a bottle of maple syrup. Yeah. Yeah. And this is like uh, 
licking the inside of a freshly used for burning trash fireplace. Or ashtray. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Mm-mm. <laughs> I don't like this beer. Sorry. No. no, it's it's real bad. Yep. Not my favorite. Not not my friend. Not my favorite. Well, should we chug it and move on? Are we gonna drink it? I, I'm a, I'm at the point where I might not drink it. Oh. Yeah. It's 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 a bad one. You I better like give this, this a dog shit rating. It's it's below a three. I know that already. There it is. But it's not. Oh, I'm getting there. It really leaves you with like a just a just a freaking wet paper towel of a tongue. Mm. Oh, mm. that's rough. It's rough. Oh, that is so rough. Who would put this in a bottle and say that it's done? I don't know. Left hand brewing. I guess. Hmm. Maybe use both hands next time, guys. Yeah, maybe you if you two hands on this one. I would drink it with my left hand over my nose. middle middle mouth. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, do you call your nose your middle mouth? Were you doing this? No, I just had to scratch my nose. No, I mean, it, you just, I would, I don't know what you meant by, you put it a left hand over your middle mouth. No, I would rather drink it with my left hand than over, my middle mouth. What the fuck's a middle mouth? <laughs> what is that? That's why it's funny. You okay. only have one mouth and it's always in the middle. It's just, you touched your nose. I was like, that's a cool thing to call your nose, your middle mouth. It's like your mouth and your middle mouth. <laughs> no, wouldn't your middle mouth be your belly button? Because oh. it's equidistant between your mouth and your b-hole. <laughs> don't say b-hole. Um, <laughs> why not? I don't know. It just seems weird. It's like saying craw daddy or be- crow daddy. Crow daddy. Well, yeah. crow daddy's got a b-hole crow too. A b-hole. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that, that should be the name of a beer. Is it like more unsettling than saying like butthole? Yes, it the- is. It's 100% more. It's like when people say piddle instead <laughs> of like pee or something. It's like... Um, or tinkle. It's like middle-aged white women say yeah. shit like that. Yeah. Piddle. 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 My aunt says that. Yeah, it's like, like, and they always the, say it like their dogs. You have to take the dog out yeah, for you a piddle. Go, you gotta go piddle. It's like they don't know. They don't. You could say whatever you want. Yeah. So the bee hole yeah. and the mouth yes. are the north and south mouth. Okay. And the belly button would be the middle mouth. South mouth sounds really dirty though. <laughs> None of this is good. That's a scarier expression than this whole movie. But it's still better than this beer. Yeah, uh, it is. Not a fan. No. I'm going to drink it one more time just to make uh, it. A this. homeless person's south mouth would be more appetizing than this beer. Um, Yeah, man. It's a two. It's a two for me. Ooh. It's a tough one. No, it's bad. It's real bad. I can I can drink it. I can physically drink it, but uh, I don't want to. No, it's bitter. It's astringent. It's very peroxide. Little hot. Yep. Not they like. If, nope. I feel like they added the sweetness just to be like, trying yeah, yeah. to make this salvageable yeah i wonder what they did because i feel like this wasn't a by design like like you're like who put this in a bottle i feel like they probably made it and they were like we know what we're doing and no. they made it and it was like this isn't good so like let's add some shit at the end this tastes like awful homebrew yeah this is this is not good this is not of a production quality no. to be in a bottle and mass produced and quite frankly i'm personally offended it's it's uh <laughs> okay. it's a oh, i'm gonna say like a 1.2 a 1.2 that's that's about as low as you can go. I would. Well, I guess you go to a zero. That's true. I have no, no, you can't. You can't go to a zero. No. It's one to ten. Yeah. So this is about as low. This is almost the worst beer you've ever had. It's Strong up there. statements. Can we just say that on rate beer, this has a 96 overall out of 100? Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> Did somebody put this beer in an oven and then give it to us? Right, so that's what I was looking for in the bottle. I was going to see like a, a bottling date, but I don't think it should matter unless it just got. Where'd, so where'd you get this one? I'm sorry if you already Spikes. Said. Huh. Yeah, and it was in the refrigerator. Yeah, it's, it's brand new this year, I think, because hmm. the ex- expiring it date is, is twenty fourth or the twenty four. Twenty twenty four is what I'm trying to say. One point two. You're sticking with that? Hundred percent. That is wake up dead. It feels but generous. Left hand brewing. It's a one point two for you. It's a two for me. Maybe you fall into the camp of people that rate it ninety six out of hundred. 
maybe. Let us know. Uh, you've been eating too much South Mouth. Yep, maybe. Hot and bothered. Yep. I'm going to go first with a bothered. Okay. How many times you've said South Mouth? That's my bothered forever now. <laughs> um, that's never leaving me. I'm going to wake up in, in a sweat. South Mouth. South Mouth, Johnson. Oh, God. Uh, but my, my hot is that I had a birthday uh, earlier this last week. Yeah. Uh, and I'm 28. Never been 28 before, so that's exciting. Um, and just had a nice time. Gianna finally took me to the trampoline park Rad. Uh, in town, which I've asked her to do for a very long time. I could just go. I'm an adult, but I want to be taken there because that's how you go. You go to be taken to a trampoline park. Are you an adult? Well, close enough. Are you? I'm allowed to do adult stuff. Only in age. Like I, big. Yeah. Only in appearance, maybe. I tell my wife all the time that we're just like 12-year-olds with access to alcohol. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But it was really fun. My body's extremely sore today. Yeah. I keep it, I don't know if you noticed, I keep like doing this. Yeah. I was sitting here like stretching my neck and like trying not to get a cramp. Got to get some CBD. Sure. Yeah. I think I need to get in shape is what I need to do. Mm. Um, but we came back and, and drank a little bit, which turned into a lot. Played some uh, played some fun uh, paper-based uh, games, like where you write celebrities' names and then you play in teams. Like, what's that game where you guess? That's like, there's a game for that, right? Like, you, I describe a person without saying their name. And you guess the person. You're just playing the game from the office. Yeah. No. Yeah, from the dinner party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. But it's a real game. Anyways, yeah. we did that kind of stuff, and nice. it was really fun. Was uh, it just I, the two of you? Or? No, it was. Uh, we had a few friends over. I think nice. there were six or seven of us total. Perfect. And that's what I did. I almost came around. I thought you might have. Yeah. But it's also it was a, a Wednesday. Yeah. Or Tuesday. But I don't. Remember. I don't. I don't remember. It was not the weekend. It was for sure Wednesday because today's Thursday. Is it? And that was last night. Oh. Yeah. All right. Yep. What have you been up to? Not a whole lot. Just driving around for work stuff. That's the most boring thing ever. You're going to have to do better than that. This is hot and bothered. This isn't your grandma's hot and bothered. This I, is hot and bothered. I smoked a turkey. That's You already talked about that like did twice, I? I think. Yeah. No. I don't know. When did you do it? Uh, Sunday. Yeah, you talked about that already. I don't know, man. All right. I don't know. Nothing new for you. Not much. No. Not okay. much new. In that case. God, I feel like there's... Played Call of Duty? No, you already talked about that too. All right. Uh, I'm sorry, this is the trouble. We're obviously recording a little bit earlier than usual. Yeah. I'm leaving town on Saturday. So Uh here we are. I think I'm going to see Atreyu on Friday. They still alive? Yeah. It's their 20-year anniversary. It's too many anniversaries. Uh, They're playing it. Senator. Yeah. Cool. That could be fun. Senator is sort of the 20-year 20-year crowd. Yeah. I'm also, I might take a day trip on Saturday. I really want to. Uh, New Glory Brewing is doing this really cool thing. They've teamed up with a uh, a charity that shops for seniors that don't have families. So that High school or old people? No, like like senior citizens. Got it. And uh, they have like, it's like a giving tree type thing. And they have them at their breweries, uh, Granite Bay and, and the other one. They have a brewery in Granite Bay. Yeah, they opened. It's a full restaurant. Damn it's, it! I was just in Granite it's Bay. It's really nice. You should check it out. Well, I would have. They have a a ribeye French dip that is to die for. People like ribeye a lot. I like ribeye. What's the other one that's like really fatty that everybody likes? Oh, uh, probably um, not. Oh, oh. It's, pri- it's prime rib. No. Yeah. Prime thinking. rib's not that fatty though. Well, when you get it served, it comes in like a. There's whole... a strip of fat. Yeah, that's true. The key with beef is you want the fat marbled into the meat. Ugh. Whereas it's like a strip on the edge nah. doesn't do it. Yeah, I don't like. It doesn't matter. Anyways, um, so they're they're doing a thing where you can you know get pick out a card like with an older person that has similar interests, and like go shop for them, and then that's cool. Bring a wrapped gift back so they get a present for mm-hmm. Christmas. So that's I really want to get down there and do that. That's yeah on my to do list nice. because. I'm selfish 100% of the time, 
and Fair. I want to be less so for nice. an afternoon. And it's an I excuse it. to go drink beer. There you go. So if you're in the Sacramento area, you should try and do that too. Yeah, New Glory, you said? Yeah. Cool. But also like the mall has those giving trees mm-hmm. where you can do stuff like that. So I don't know. I'm just trying to get more involved. I'm doing uh, a winter clothing drive That's at work for the Torres shelter here yeah. in town. So. I guess that's my hunt, is just trying to give back a little bit and trying to be more involved. So Good for you, man. Buy a Christmas present for people who don't have one. Yeah. Okay, I think it's time. I think it's time that we uh, revisit Dr. Sleep. Yeah. And we get into what I like to call... Danger Zone. Danger Zone. Danger Zone. Danger Zone. Danger Zone. All right, Danger Zone, welcome. Dr. Sleep. Dr. Sleep. There's not a whole lot I really need to cover here. Um... I do. Let's see. Uh, we talked about that. Talked about that. Uh, is there anything you definitely know you want to talk about? Yeah, I have notes on my phone. Okay. While you're looking that up, if you were watching this movie and you were like, that kid that gets tortured, uh, Danger Zone means we're spoiling stuff. I don't let's just say that at least once. Uh, it's like we just watched a, uh, the movie together and we're yes. walking out of the theater over to somewhere to have a beer and yep. discuss thoroughly the pooper of a movie that this was. Correct. I, not fully correct for me. I still, again, kind of liked it. Okay. Uh, the kid that got tortured and then got his soul vaped mm-hmm. uh, looked familiar to you, probably. Soul Some vaping. Soul vaping, dude. That's a sick ass band name. Soul vaping from the Soul Vape Crew. The North Mouth. Um, Jacob Tremblay is his name. He was for us recently in Good Boys. Yeah. He was also the kid that played the kid in um, what's it called? I think it's called Wonder. Uh, it's called Wonder. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Uh, then, if you were wondering even earlier on who that girl Violet looks like, which I know you weren't, but I was. Uh, she's from Haunting of a Hill House. Oh, yeah. And I couldn't figure it out. I the blonde, out right? Tra- no, no, no. Oh, the, the little, little girl. Kid. Yeah, the little yeah, girl yeah. that gets vaped pretty early on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm never changing that, obviously. That's <laughs> the greatest soul thing. vaping. Soul vaping. That's what they do. Yeah. Which is why it's not scary, because I thought soul vaping. And then you can never scare me with that again. No. I did like that effect, though, when they would die. Like sort of the the phasing in and out, of like looking like a skeleton, but then also not. And then yeah. Like, shoo, 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 shoo. That was that was cool. That was cool. I'd never seen that effect before. There were some neat. cool visual effects. Yeah, there were some cool visual effects. Yep. I think that a lot of the uh, uh, now that we can talk about the Overlook stuff, like, um, actually none of them really. There weren't that many crazy effects outside of the uh, the bathtub lady, were there? In the Overlook. Uh, they redid the whole hallway filling with blood. Yeah, it looked fine. The, you know, all the people from the Overlook were yeah. back. So, yeah. I mean, there was actually kind of a lot. Yeah, but, like, a lot of those are just people in costumes. I mean, more like effects, effects. Oh. The blood's a, a one. Me? I wonder if they actually did. So, in the in the Shining, they did it. They did that thing. Yep. They poured liquid because that's how they had to do it. I wonder mm-hmm. if they did that again. I, I bet I they used not. the old footage. That was not the old footage. That was, I mean, that was part of the reason they cast new actors because, like, the old footage doesn't look... Like this, it's not up to snuff. Mm-mm. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Continue. You're. I keep. I think you're about to say something for the last like four times I've spoken. What were you going to say? Probably more than likely. Sure. That's how this usually works. <laughs> the on the nose factor of this movie really got old for me. Quick. What do you mean? What what stuff was on the nose? Okay. Our main antagonist. What's yes. her name? Uh, Abra. I'm sorry. Antagonist. Antagonist is what you said. Her name's, uh, yeah, Rose the Hat. Why is her name Rose the Hat? I don't know. Because I mean, she wears a fucking hat. Well, this is why I think like, really? Stephen King was up for it. He was like... What's the main protagonist's name? I know. It's it, Well, Dan. Abra? Yeah, Abra, sure. Really? Oh, she's magic and her name's Abra. Cool. 
real creative thought there, guys. Dude, it's a Stephen King thing. He he does a lot of that stuff where, like, on paper, you don't actually have to any, hear anybody say it out loud. But the moment you do, it's like people don't talk. People don't talk like this. Like I said to you before we started, there's a moment where she's like communicating with Abra uh, roses, and she's just like they like equivalent of hanging up the phone, and she says, and I quote. All right, bitch child. All right. Like that's fine on paper when a human being says bitch child. All right. It doesn't work. Why didn't the director say, all right, cut. We're going to do that different. Because he wanted Stephen King to be like, I like this movie. And that's how Stephen King writes it. Maybe that's it. So if that was like directly from the book. It probably was. No, I'd be willing to bet, which is why I don't think that you should have stuff directly from the book all the time. Yeah. So I think Stephen King is wrong about The Shining because it doesn't granted. Uh, Jack Torrance is stupid and was never like a good dad. So that whole decline wasn't really a decline in character. He was just like nuts and got more nuts. Still not a good dad. But yeah, which is fine. But like, I don't think that's reason to to say the movie sucks. Sure. Steven. Yeah. Steve. Stevie. Stevie. <laughs> get off that movie's. Uh, yeah, get off. Yeah, get off its case, bro. And when you take stuff directly from the book, no. I'm just saying book stuff and movie stuff are different. And that's why often there are changes when movies are made. In this case, because it sounds really dumb. I'm sorry. You're vaping souls. You have glowing eyes. Yep, I like you eyes. have what? Rosie the hat? Rose the hat. Rose the hat. Why? Because her distinguishing characteristic is a hat. Yeah, I don't. Whoopity doo. Can you think of the other? So it was like Rose the hat, Crow Daddy, um, Grandpa Flick or something. Yeah. They were all awful. Yeah. It, this little misfit gang of evil X Men with really yeah. just cheese tastic names. And of course, Crow Daddy is like. Some sort of quasi Native American character, and he's good at tracking. Is that? Oh, I didn't pick up on that. That's mm-hmm. uh, very. He, you know, he does sort of the um the shitty like. I don't know what you call somebody who's like constantly um, reaffirming stereotypes about their race or their culture or whatever. But he's in a lot of movies where he does that. Yeah, he was in. Um, he's a caricature. Yeah, he was in. Oh, it was such a piece of shit movie. Um, it was called Oh Braven. It's called Braven with um, Gazuntite. Thank you. Uh, the dude with the muscles with the arm triangle tattoo that was Aquaman. Oh, yeah. Jason uh, Momoa. Jason Momoa. Um, Braven, is, and this dude was in it. Um, what the hell's his name? Zach McLaren. Zach McLaren. You'd think he's Scottish, but he's not. You'd think you'd pick a better name if you're going to be an actor. I mean, Ewan, Mc, Ewan McGregor. That's actually a sick-ass name, though. Yeah, exactly. Say it out loud once, and yeah. your point is dissolved. I'm just saying. Zach McLaren. McLaren. It's not so bad, but it's not great. I just had a, I couldn't read it the first time. Oh, um, yeah. Like, yeah, he's, he was better in this than he was in Braven. I'll tell you that. Braven was not good then, huh? No. Okay. It was fine though. It, it's like a stupid, if you haven't seen Braven, watch it when you're, that's, it's, it's the movie to put on when you're doing everything else. Gotcha. It's like you get moments of Jason Momoa doing action stuff. There's some terrible CGI. Well, it sounds like you'd have to like a lot of one liners. You'll pick up on the yeah. garbage no matter what. And you just, it's, it's, you should appreciate it for what it is. When I'm doing nothing or all the things I should say, I like to put on The Office because the dialogue makes me laugh. It's disrespectful. But if you're listening, then but it I've works. also seen the whole thing front to back mm-hmm. like seven times. You think seven? Mm, realistically, yeah. four. Yeah, okay. That's still a lot. It's pretty good. Pretty good number. Yeah. A lot more than I'm going to watch Dr. Sleep. Tell you what. Yeah. That, I, don't, I don't know. The on-the-nose cheese just sucked me out of it like the soul of a small magical child in this movie. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. It didn't bother me because I think I was consciously just thinking, this is just probably from the book, so I'm, I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to be on board. They might as well have called him Danny the Drink. Yeah, sure. Like, 
Though the, one of the creepiest things for me was when we found out that the woman and child that he left died and nobody had found them. Up until the point that stupid CGI baby goes, ma, ma. Yeah. I was like, all right. But before that, when they, she was like, you left us and nobody ever found us. Oof. It's creepy. It's creepy stuff. Yeah. Overall, though, not good. No. For me, though, fine. For you, not fine. Not fine. And I'm going to read the book. And if this was like a pretty direct adaptation. Are you going to read the book? Yeah. E- Audible just sent me an email that my first month back is free. So That's I cool. can download this book for free. Okay. Because usually book, they're pretty expensive. Yeah. But also f- new email addresses are free. Uh, Final thoughts. Am I missing anything at all? No. Okay. I'm happy we don't have to talk about this movie sure. anymore. Write us your thoughts about stuff. We really appreciate it. Please support our show if you're into it. If you'd like to give us a rating or review on iTunes, that would be super tight. Um, in the meantime, that's Johnny Summers. I'm Max Minardi. This show wouldn't be possible without Bailey Minardi. Uh, and we'll see you next week. Adios. This is Fresh Hop Cinema.